Welcome to another episode of North American Deer Talk, where the fusion of facts and opinions become the education and entertainment for all. This is your host, Josh Newton, and we have another great show for you today. Hi folks and welcome to episode 17, Marketing and Advertising for North American Deer Talk. This is your host, Josh Newton. It is a lovely Friday here in North Central Pennsylvania and we are excited to welcome in the new year. 2016 is right around the corner and uh, we hope to have a lot of great things for you in the upcoming, um, upcoming shows. So with that, we'll go ahead and we'll get uh, our, our housekeeping taken care of. The sponsor of our show today is CNE Wildlife Products. CNE Wildlife is a trusted leader in biotechnology for the white-tailed deer industry. They offer microencapsulation of all their products, and they are research supported by Texas Tech University. CNE Wildlife is a division of CNE Agri Products. They have over 30 years' experience and commitment to all-natural probiotics. This commitment's really a passion that's fortified them as the premier direct-fed probiotic company in the servant industry. And there's a reason why. CNE Wildlife is backed by University Research at Texas Tech, and that's an industry first. With products ranging from newborn fawn paste to show choice breeding conditioner and top score, there's a reason these guys are number one. CNE Wildlife, for all your probiotic needs. Our second sponsor today is Servid Solutions. Now, Servid Solutions helps make North American Deer Talk possible. And um, they really provide a, a great platform for uh, for this show to be on. If you're interested in finding more about Servid Solutions and the products and services that they offer, head over to ServidSolutions.com. And uh, if you appreciate the work that we're doing here at uh, NADT, you can sign up for that membership program. You get some discounts on, on some great products from our vendors here, uh, whether that be like our sponsor from c Wildlife, ARC, Whitetail Guide, the list goes on. We're trying to uh, work on getting some, some new sponsors uh, brought in and, and have some additional discounts for you. So, again, if you, uh, you want to learn more, just head over to ServitSolutions.com and, and check them out. We'll go ahead and get into the main topic of our show today. Um, hopefully be a, a, a quick little show for you. I just want to cover a couple different types of things on uh, marketing and advertising. The why, the when, and the how. Um, we think that, that developing a plan for, for marketing and advertising is, is really a key component to, to your business plan. You know, it's, it's one thing to say that you're going to raise deer and, and have deer, but, you know, if you haven't developed... Uh, any type of relationships with folks that are going to buy your deer, you know, you have to do some some marketing and advertising to to make that a reality. So, let's go ahead and jump into that now. Advertising, as by definition, is the acting or profession of producing commercial products or services. Marketing, by definition, is the action or business of promoting or selling products or services, including market research and advertising. So, we'll start with the We'll start with the marketing. Step one. Now, these are just my thoughts. I'm not a I'm not a professional marketer or advertiser, but um, these are these are my thoughts and some observations that I've made along the way that I think will be beneficial and helpful to uh, to many of you out there. So, step one: we need to identify our customers and our competitors. Now, identifying customers 
could be um, could be a little more difficult. I think competitors, if you would if you would consider anybody else that maybe has uh, a cervid species, a competitor, I think that would be would be uh, correct. Now, with that said, we want to look at the type of farm that we have. So, let's just say you were you were pretty specific in maybe a certain type of genetic line or maybe the uh, quality or the perceived quality of the animals that you had you would you would try to um, you know develop a client base through a particular set of clients I think it's probably it's probably better to focus on one or two specific areas um, I think it'd be more successful and and you know good good at all great at one is probably um, you know a, a a phrase that you can you can think about as you're trying to develop this you know if if you really want to be the best at something you have to focus on that one particular goal and and keep trying to really access and and formulate a plan to make that a reality so you have to you have to find those customers and those competitors make a list write down who they are and really try to focus on um, what separates you from your competitors and what is compelling to those potential customers um, that you have to sell them. Um, why would these customers be using your business or service? So what is it about your company or the services that you're providing that are different from every other person so let's just say for instance you you have a um, you have a small breeding operation um, you know somewhere between 10 and 30 does and you're producing X amount of quality ranch bucks each year for sale what is it about maybe the nest the 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 quality of the bucks that you're producing that appeal to a certain um, preserve clientele that they're going to necessarily buy your bucks over maybe another farms. So do you have um, do you have the, the maybe the antler characteristics that that particular preserve would like to incorporate into their genetic program at their place? Um, do you have you know when I say genetics you know do you have a, a really good drop timeline you know are you are you consistently putting out animals that you know, have a, a, a quality frame and have maybe two matching drop times, or do you have something where they're, you know, you're you're making you're making bucks with you know 15 inch single brows, or do you have some special character or quality within your animals that sets you apart from your competitors? So you need to look at your competitors and say, okay, this is this is where we're at, and this is really what I like, which is you know, as far as your animals go, and and this is this is different from our competitors. So we're setting ourselves apart um, from them, and at the same time, we're appealing to our our own needs to satisfy ourselves and and what we like to to raise as far as the quality of animals. So, um, is there a particular service maybe that you offer that maybe others aren't offering? For instance, um, we'll we'll use our first example the the sale of bucks each year are you able to provide maybe the service of delivery of those animals that maybe will help the ranch owner 
um, as opposed to you know making them drive out to your place and and load those up. So that's <clears throat> that's uh, that's one good example that you know you kind of you look at and say, well, you know a lot of a lot of other people that you know I know they're not delivering and they require the ranch owner to come out and and get those animals here. What if I offer him uh, a delivery service as part of our our package and maybe that helps with the you know the 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 amount of stress that's put on the owner having to you know travel maybe to another state to to get these bucks so that's something you could do is there the potential for maybe multiple deliveries um, throughout the year as far as their their stocking program you know could you deliver maybe some bucks in uh, let's say September and maybe you could deliver some more bucks um, in you know the end of December for for carryover, um, and then maybe you have a, a dough program that that you you do five bread doughs or five open doughs that you move in, uh, let's say February uh, to that ranch. I mean, is there is there things you can do to work with them? So you have to kind of identify those things again. Write those out. You know, everything should be written down. Just get yourself a little journal and and uh, jot jot that stuff down and start developing that plan. Um, in in along those those same lines or in that same vein, you know, identifying your your target customers. So we've we've identified one in in our in our first case is maybe being a ranch owner. Um, are there are there other customers that um, have have interest in in the same product or a product that is similar to the the ones that you're selling to the ranch owners? Um, maybe some of the bucks that you have are, are of quality that they would be uh, good for breeder bucks to a to another farm you know that that would be a you know another nice uh, revenue stream if you could sell a few breeder bucks a year and in addition to that by selling those breeder bucks potentially you could work out um, partnership agreements with with guys and uh, maybe you know still retain some interest or some ownership interest in in some of those animals, semen rights, etc. So um, you're starting to kind of function stack where you where you need to be. Um, another you know another specific thing might be that you have a a really early maturing uh, line of animals. So maybe you can promote the fact that. 80% of your doe fawns breed, you know, the first year and consistently have um, above a, a one average uh, fawn rate. That would be something that would be pretty unique and um, would certainly be a selling point as we find that uh, we need to continue to try to, <clears throat> excuse me, try to raise a, a better quality animal in a shorter period of time. I think all animal industries uh, strive to do so. We want to see um, you know, are, are best at the, at the earliest ages. So that, that would be something that would be really nice. Um, you know, do you have a, a, a really specific and great, uh, true typical line? Um, you know, that, that would be a fairly unique thing if you were able to consistently produce a group of, um, two or three year old bucks with a, you know, an average of over 75% of them being, somewhere between 200 and 220 uh, net typical. I, I know that, you know, that's a, a an obtainable goal, but not something that, that I've seen yet anyway. 
Um, I think we've we've mastered more of a a non-typical style animal. Um, we're starting to see somewhat of a transition back to more of a a uh, typical style frame, but yet there's there's still quite a few uh, character points that that have not been you know removed from from those antlers. So maybe you maybe you tout that as as one of your 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 great selling points. Um, you know, do you have a a certain type of of semen on bucks that you know maybe is different from somebody else? Maybe you maybe you have semen that. Um, is is conventionally packed, but it's packed in a manner that uh, you can guarantee that you can breed four does out of one straw, or maybe um, you've taken another route and you've just done a single dose straw. So that those are all um, you know different different things that you can you can work through and try to try to set yourself apart from uh, from your competition. Now you have to know. Um, you have to know what you intend to do uh, for the people that you're going to be working for, so for your customers. And that should really be spelled out in a mission statement. Um, you can just, just punch, into, uh, punch into Google and just you know, type in mission statement. And really what that is, is it's, it's, what, your, it's what your company stands for. This, this typically needs to be summed up within a sentence or two. Um, and, and it really will define, um, how you, how you go about your day-to-day operations, but, but more in a broad sense, the, the, um, trying to figure out the, the best way to describe it, the overall stance or, or feeling that your company, um, provides to, to its clientele. So, um, you need to work on creating a brand and, um, what that is is when people see your company, what do they say? Um, branding's a, a, a kind of a difficult thing to do. Um, I think there's only been a few real successful branding operations within our within our industry, and the the brand itself is is not so much um, the deer or um, you know, the, the farm, so to speak, but it's an association of, of what that operation stands for. So when somebody, when somebody refers to maybe you're one of, one of your animals, um, by, by the brand name, people have an association with that. So we see successful, um, branding operations within, you know, corporate America. I think that, you know, you can look at, let's say a Mercedes-Benz logo, the, the you know the small trident within the circle, and it, it doesn't say Mercedes under that, but we know what that is, and we know that that's that's something that's quality. Um, you know, we could say the same for um, you know like the the golden arches for McDonald's. You know, yes, McDonald's is written under there, but when you see those those golden arches, you know exactly what that is and, and, and what it stands for. So, um, those are, um, those are kind of some, some, some key things as far as branding goes. Now, um, back to the, the competition, because I, I know that within our industry, obviously we're all friends and, and we're all competitors all at once. And there's certainly market share for all of us to participate within this industry. 
But you need to understand that within your business, if you want to succeed, you have to know your competitors better than you know yourself. So we, we need to really spend as much time on our, on our, own, um, our own operations and programs as we do trying to figure out what other people are doing, their successes and their failures, because we can only learn from those experiences. There's, there's time and effort that needs to be placed into that to see what forms of, of business will work. And you can't, you can't so much use everything that you do on your place as kind of the, the, the end-all, be-all or the starting point. So we, we really want to focus... Um, we want to focus on, on our competitors, especially some of the operations that have been in business um, an extended period of time. There's a reason that they do that. They don't, they don't do that because they're losing money. So look at some of the farms that have been around for 20 plus years and, and try, to, try to discuss and chat with those guys about the, um, some of the key points of their operation, how they manage things, and that will help you develop your plan. Um, the next topic we'll, we'll get into is um, how to use social media. Now, there's there's many platforms out there to use, um, and I think that you have to you have to kind of look at the the customers and clientele that you're you're really interested in pursuing and find out the media platforms that they're working from. So I would say the most popular one for the deer breeding industry, anyway is social media, excuse me, is social media, is, uh, is Facebook. And there's quite a few different uh, groups within Facebook that are, are deer specific. So, you, you know, search those out and, and just, you know, instead of, instead of getting on there right away and starting to, to start, you know, advertising, so to speak, right off the bat, just, you know, participate in, in what the, the community is offering there. Ask questions um, and, 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 you know, maybe give advice if you have some on, on certain certain topics that are there. But just don't go in and, and consistently, you know, plug your products or, or your services again and again and again. That just gets old. You know, offer offer something that, that maybe is is different from what um, what other people are doing. I would even go so as far as to suggest that when you're when you're advertising through these outlets, try not to try not to advertise in the sense that you're 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 selling something all the time. You know, instead of saying, um, you know, we have semen for sale out of such and such a buck at you know X Y Z price say say something along the lines um you know we're considering or we're considering we're we're going to be collecting this this uh you know great buck we have on on Tuesday next week i hope it goes well for us um that in itself will draw people into it they will feel and then when you when you update them on that they will feel as though they're they're living the story through your post so you're not necessarily you're not hard selling all you're doing is is you're just you're just putting out information so remember that your farm is 
a place where you raise animals and we we obviously want to sell the the products that we produce at our place but even though we're we're deer farmers or cervid farmers we're we're also we also have to treat ourselves as as media companies and I'll I I mean that in the sense that you have to you have to put stuff out there you have to post pictures but it's not I post a picture of a deer that I'm trying to sell just just try to engage people on a level that's personal and not so much in a business standpoint I mean I, I've um, I've seen some posts uh, recently where where guys will will post up the same advertisement every second day you know for semen sales and it's it's the same thing over and over and over all they're trying to do is sell the semen now if they would instead of trying to sell and, and I'm just gonna throw out a name and try to instead of trying to sell a straw of Maxbo let's say um, everybody knows who Maxbo is that's why I used his name instead of trying to sell a straw of Maxbo how about maybe posting some pictures of some Maxbo sons and say look at these Maxbo sons um, from you know four or five years ago it's incredibly how far our industry has come um, you know, I, you know, semen, semen on this buck must be incredibly valuable. That's it. You, you don't, you don't have to say I have Maxpo semen for sale. The direct sale does work, but the soft sell through information is so much more powerful. It, it touches on the the really the the personal that that people have they feel as though they're a part of that and you're offering them something that somebody else is not by giving them information that maybe they didn't know so let's just say you post up three pictures of those max sons with a little little intro there and then maybe two days later you show some of the sons out of some of the maxbo daughters no mention of semen sale then Maybe the next day you post up a, a single a single shot of just a, one of the best Maxbow Suns that's out there. Again, no no ask as far as semen sales. Then you combined some of the pictures that you've already put out, as well as maybe a few new ones, and you say, it's pretty incredible what Maxbow has done. I can't get over how pretty that these sons and these these uh, sons out of daughters these grandsons are from him we have we have used him here in the past and we're looking forward to using him here in the more more in the future but we want to offer someone the opportunity to have the same successes that we have we're offering one straw of Maxbo here it is for sale so instead of taking that direct approach and just putting it out there where people kind of glaze over like, oh, there's another straw Maxwell for sale. You're, you're, you're telling a story, and it's a story that somebody else hasn't told. Even though, you know, maybe with Maxbow, you know, that story's been told a thousand times, and the, the deer has probably a thousand sons. So, but, but you've created something where people are actually following what you're saying, and they're learning at the same time. And that that knowledge that that you've bestowed on them is it has value, and in turn, maybe 
they'll want to um, turn that that value that you've given them into some dollars coming back to you and at the same time you're, you're going to be giving them a product so try to consider doing that um, another thing that will, will you really need to look out for um, on social media and these are kind of the the, the do nots um, at least one one do not you know if you're if you're posting something along the lines thinking about selling this this buck today and then two days later you post up I've decided to sell this buck and and that's uh, you know that's that's fine to do that but then a week later or a month later that and you didn't have that buck and then you start you start touting him as the next greatest thing and look at all these does we're gonna have bred to him and I, I mean I understand that but you know to consistently offer something and then t kind of take it back and then go in another direction you have to be careful of what you're putting out there you know always try to think about the long term instead of the short term I understand that you know you know there's there's bills to pay and and you need to make money but at the same time you only hurt yourself in the short term so offering let's just say offering semen at a, at a discounted rate um, you know you're you're offering straws for 500 bucks um, that's your farm price and then you know a couple times a year you you knock the price down to to um, you know whatever 200 bucks for a couple days and and then you you pop it back up, you know it's it's not bad to to sell some semen, and I think that you know if you're if you're comfortable doing that and you, you want to sell some semen at two hundred bucks, that's great. I mean that's that's money. That's how we pay our feed bills and and take care of our families. But those offers they need to be they need to be pretty specific. They need to have um, additional value to them. So maybe pairing maybe pairing those offers with um, a discounted rate on a, on a dough or, or something else, something that has additional value like a free transfer fee maybe on the straw. Or just, I mean, you can come up with a million different things, but try to make it something that, that has some, some additional value. So um, also the use of, of hashtags or, or the pound sign can be effective uh, within these Facebook groups. So, um, when you're posting, just post, uh, your normal, your normal post or whatever you're going to do with your pictures. And, uh, at the end, maybe put the buck's name or put semen sale or whatever you want and just put a hashtag in front of it. And then people can click on that, uh, particular hashtag and it'll take them to every post that, that has that particular hashtag in it. Uh, pretty cool feature. Um, Whenever possible, if you can post some sort of <clears throat> some sort of picture or um, or something along those lines that um, will give the will give the the viewer some sort of visual experience. Uh, posting some text is usually very ineffective, and I, I I know that they've done some studies that the the click rate. Um, or the read rate, excuse me, the read rate on a on a post that has a picture is like 60% higher. So, you know, just come up come up with something uh, that that will work for that particular post. It doesn't have to be so much specific to that post, but 
uh, try to try to have something there uh, that that people can see and it'll stop them. It'll catch their eye. Video is another great thing. So um, those are just some of my my quick thoughts on on some social media. We're we're going to uh, take a break here and we have a new segment for you uh, called In the News. So our In the News segment is going to be um, covering basically the the news of the week or, or the, the past few weeks that's going on in the servant industry and basically we'll just uh, recap some of the you know the emails and, and mailings and such that have come across my desk that I think are of of interest to uh, to many of you now the in the news segment is brought to us by our sponsor over there at five star genetics now five star genetics has a great sex semen guarantee this year and basically how that works is if you purchase three or more straws they're gonna guarantee you conception from each straw of sex semen again you buy three or more straws and they're gonna guarantee you uh, conception from each straw of sex semen and that would include the Bucks High Energy and Triple Impact, which are two just monster yearlings they have over there. Um, if there's no conception, they'll replace the straw with the Bucks when they collect them in 2017. This is a one-time value. Semen is for farm use only, and the semen needs to be used the same year as it is purchased to qualify for the guarantee. If you have questions about that, you can contact Elmer Fisher over there at Five Star. Uh, just give him a buzz. It's 717-275-5019. Uh, again, we appreciate uh, the Five Star guys stepping up to the plate and sponsoring the In the News segment. Now, Hat Tip Nadifa, um, they're looking at um, getting some uh, some funds raised for the uh, CLF, or the Servit Livestock Foundation. And if you didn't know it, um, you can get a tax credit at the end of the year. It is tax deductible. Now, the CLF basically funds research, uh, including projects on CWD, live testing, EHD. They spent close to $80,000 on, uh, on just those ticket items in the past year. Uh, they provide grants to college students for uh, agriculture, animal health, and wildlife studies. They fund TB research. Um, they uh, they provide the venison brochure that we've all seen um, at you know at the conference and such. And they fund you know additional education, television programming, etc. So um, check them out if you uh, if you want to get a little uh, donation in over there and get uh, get something that's uh, you know, tax deductible, uh, you can do that. So you can contact the uh, the office uh, at Nadifa 330-454-3944. Um, so, so go ahead and, uh, and check that out. Now, Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association, it's uh, nominating time for candidates on the board. Um, they're, they're looking for uh, nominations. Those can be sent to uh, Glenn Dice via email. Uh, you can just go on uh, padfa.com and and check them out. And basically, uh, what that is is the uh, the Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association each year runs uh, runs an election for their board, as does many of the other animal industries. And uh, you can just submit those nominations in writing to them. So, with that, that's going to wrap up the news of the week, and we'll get back into our uh, main topic on marketing and advertising. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the in the news segment. I think uh, as we as we further develop that, it'll start to come along pretty well, and we'll uh, 
we'll kind of recap some of the the important things and and we'll make sure that we get you the information that you need from uh you know from the past week or two on on what's going on in the servant industry that way we can all stay in tune with uh with what's happening so um we'll uh we'll jump right into uh to our show with the uh the advertising portion of this we covered marketing and some social media um these are these are just a couple quick points and then we're going to wrap up because i gotta i gotta boogie out of here um I got a meeting I got to get into, so we'll we'll wrap up. Um, so advertising, I recommend hiring a professional to create your your advertising, um, whether that be print ads, um, you know, pictures, what whatever videos that you're doing. There's there's something about the the quality level that you get uh, as opposed to doing an ad yourself. Now, if you're if you're trained in graphic design. Um, you know, no problem. If your if your graphic design skills are somewhat limited, it um, it's amazing. You know the quality that that a professional can give you in a in a pretty short amount of time. Um, there's a, there's a few different people that uh, I've seen some do some some great ads. Um, I know uh, Christy Schwartz at at Whitetail Marketing is is a uh, she's a she's a true professional she can she can get some stuff done in uh in quick turnaround times and the, the quality is just through the roof i know uh jeremy morton at whitetail fx he's he's been putting out some some great stuff uh we're, we're real fortunate here that we have somebody in-house that that takes care of uh, a lot of our needs and uh they're they're top rate too so find find yourself a, a you know a professional uh, graphics designer um you know, work with them and, and try to develop some sort of, of, uh, you know, plan moving forward to use, uh, use some high quality stuff. It, it says a lot about your business and it's, it's really how people, uh, look at you and you're represented. So always, um, and this will tie back into the social media too. Always try to use the highest quality pictures you have. I don't know how many times I'm flipping through a book and I see these great pictures and ads, and then I turn the page and I just like, whoa, what is that? Um, you have this incredibly pixelated or stretched photo. You know, somebody took it on a, you know, a Polaroid from 1978, and I'm not knocking anybody that's used a Polaroid, um, you know, in 1978. But my goodness, you know, uh, a, a um, you can take some really, really top-notch pictures on a, you know, a new iPhone or a Samsung, but, you know, you got to have your settings right. You got to be still, but there's something to be said about a high-quality digital camera, you know, with a telephoto lens that you just, you can't touch. So if you don't have access to one of those, try to call a local photographer or another deer farmer. Um, it's worth paying the money to, to get high-quality photos. I, I can't stress that enough. There's nothing worse then you know finding an ad page or even looking at a social media post that is is just low quality now if you're just doing it for if you're if you're putting stuff out on on Facebook in the groups for fun um, and you're not planning on you know turning that into income or generating income and you're just like hey you know look at this this deer broken antler no you know no big deal stuff like that but if you're gonna if you're gonna take a picture of a buck and it's the first time you're really presenting him to other people, and 
and then you're going to say semen is available on this guy, or you know you're 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 plugging people to sell semen. Don't put out crappy stuff. I mean, good grief. Put put out a nice quality photo. People want to be in awe. You know, if 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 their brains are anything like mine, when I see a picture and a pedigree, and and somebody says a name of a deer, it, it's like. I scroll through the files and I pull I pull out that picture and it's it's burned into my mind. You know, there's 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 certain pictures that I just associate with certain animals. And that's why you see the same pictures used for advertising all the time because they're they're the best ones. They're high quality. So it's that that's part of the branding model, uh, you know, within your your marketing that you need to touch on. So stop with the you know, stop with the the cell phone pictures at, at six feet away uh, with their head down in a feeder or something goofy and in a, you know a muddy pasture what just just think about stuff before you do it so um, the, you know those those pictures just they gotta be high quality um, try to take um, take your your dollars that you're gonna spend on on your advertising and come up with something specific that you want to do and stick with it so if you're going to come up with a style or a design, um, that's going to be important for you to to stick with that for for an extended period of time. You know, maybe it's six months or a year, but jumping all over the place with your advertising, I I really don't think that it works. Uh, developing a high quality logo is another thing that is just incredibly important. You want something that's going to print well on paper, but you also want something that potentially is going to embroider or screen print. You know, if you want to get some shirts and and hats done or things of that nature, you know. Try to try to um, you know present your present yourself in a in a manner that that is uh, is professional and and formal. And at the same time, you know, we're all friends, so we can all joke around and have a good time. But you know, try to try to um, you know always look the part. You know, life life is an interview, so you never know who's watching you and and um, you know checking out what you're doing. Um, the use of email marketing uh, can be to your advantage. So, you know, a lot of times it's a good it's a good way to reach out to people. Um, getting an email list together can have its advantages. Um, you know, it, there there's some services I know, uh, like Mailchimp is 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 one email service that that I've used in the past. It's it's free up to like 10,000 emails a month or something like that. So for, for our industry, it's probably a good fit. It takes a little bit to get used to, but um, again, you know, find yourself a professional that's used it or, or teach yourself how to use it if you're, if you're not comfortable on the computer and um, you get it figured out pretty quick. But, you know, again, send out, send out high quality stuff when you're, when you're doing your emails. You know, if you're not comfortable laying something out uh, into that form, you know, call, call one of the advertisers up or, Call somebody that has that experience and say, "Hey, how do I do this? What do you think?" And before you send it out, make sure you proofread your, you know, your content, and and then send it to somebody else to proofread. That's always a big thing. You know, we don't want to see spelling errors and things like that. Just, just little common sense stuff. You know, treat treat your business as a profession, and um, you know, even if it is a hobby, it'll 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 pay off in the end. Um, the last thing that that we'll uh, we'll touch on here today before we wrap up is um, doing doing charity work and that can be a variety of different things whether that be 
um, you know, donations to uh, your your you know, your, your events through your state or through your national associations to raise money. But I would say that the best donation that you can have is your time. Um, you know, if you're, if you have, if you have the ability to write an article about something that happened on your farm or, um, you know, a story that you'd like to share, you know, even if you're not the best writer, write something out, send it over to a buddy, say, Hey man, you know, take a look at this. If you can just, you know, if you see anything that's kind of misspelled or doesn't make sense, you know, can you just let me know? And you know, you got to be you got to be open to accepting a little bit of criticism, and make, making some changes. But overall, people are going to resonate with that. They're going to see that you're you're putting the time and effort in to share some of the experiences that you have in your life and and on your farm. And and uh, you know, that may not turn into direct sales, but I, I tell you what, people will will they just they flock to that. They really resonate to it. So. Um, you know, try to, try to give that a whirl. Um, you can do that on social media too. People always, always enjoy reading those types of things and they can get a better sense of, of who you are as a person, uh, as well. I guess lastly, as far as the, the charity work goes, I, I really would stress getting involved with your, your, at least your, your state association. These state associations um, are comprised of of uh, almost 100% volunteers. Now, I know some of the state associations have executive director or secretary or marketing positions that are that are paid positions, uh, and that's good because we we you know some of these associations are pretty large and we need those types of people. But as far as board members go, you know everybody's donating their time on this. You know the the, the efforts they put into. Uh, protecting our rights to be able to to manage and 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 own deer um, and other servant species for that matter are you know you, you can't say enough about it I mean that's time they take away from their families um, you know their businesses etc to to help all of us so if you can try to you know try to attend a meeting and and you know go in and listen see what see what they do um, it's it's real important. I, I I've been trying to I've been trying to serve uh, our board here in in Pennsylvania for I think uh, 2008 since 2008 so seven you know seven years and um, it, it's a pretty humbling experience. You know we we have some I know on our board we have some some great debates and there's a lot of different viewpoints and perspectives on different things and you know it's just it's 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 time that we have to spend again away from our families and our businesses and our lives but it's it's for the greater good so that's that's one of the best things that we can do and you know the more input that we get from uh, from folks out there the better off we are collectively as an industry so anyway I'm uh, I'm hoping that you uh, you all have a, a blessed and Merry Christmas and if I don't talk to you again uh, before then and it's after the new year you know enjoy that time with with family and friends and, and just remember uh, what, what the important things are in life. So we'll wrap up with that. Again, if you appreciate the work we do, uh, head over to servitsolutions.com, sign up for our membership program, be uh, you know part of our, our community here. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up. As always, take care, and we'll see you on another episode of North American Deer Talk.